Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will continue teaching us from Genesis chapter 20 on what exactly does it mean for us to be helped in prayer as we study about Abraham, Martha, Jacob, Hezekiah, and others from the Bible who were helped in prayer. Now, this message is available, as always, for free download and free listening at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or you can sign up for the Friendship with God podcast available on iTunes.com. Now, the Summer Blitz, as we call it at Israel Restoration Ministries, is a summer outreach program, which we go out to Jewish cities that have predominant Jewish populations, such as Brooklyn and Baltimore and other cities that we have our missionaries that are full or part-time go out to and try to reach Jewish people with the gospel during the summer. Now, you've helped to support that, and we appreciate those of you that have gotten involved with that, but we still need your help and support with finishing this out this summer. The three ways that we need your help are prayer, prayer that Jewish people would come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second would be getting involved yourself with reaching Jewish people in your city around you. Now, you can get free gifts from Israel Restoration Ministries to reach the Jewish people in your area and neighborhood by going to friendshipwithgod.org and filling out the form online. Friendshipwithgod.org and fill out the free gift form that's at our online website, friendshipwithgod.org. Fill that out, and we'll send you materials, gospel materials, based for Jewish people so that you can reach them. And uh, you can also, or a third way you can help us, is financial support. You can support us online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org, and support Jewish evangelism. You're also supporting this Bible teaching radio program, staying on the air and edifying the saints, but also helping to reach lost Jewish people with the gospel. We need your help. We need your support. Please call us now or after the program at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. And again, we'll use your support, 100% of it, towards Jewish evangelism and keeping this Bible teaching radio program on the air. None of it will be used for administration costs or anything else. Your support is needed to keep this Bible teaching radio program on the air. And again, the gospel going out to the Jewish people that are lost around the world. So please help us, 800-247-3051, or go online to friendshipwithgod.org. Now here's Tom Cantor teaching us exactly what it means to be helped in prayer as we study about Abraham, Martha, Jacob, Hezekiah, and others from the Bible who were helped in prayer. Whenever I think of that word Abba, I can't help but think of my my Hebrew uh, primer book, you know, learning Hebrew. And you get this book, you know, and you go, you know, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, you know, you go through the alphabet, and then they give you these simple phrases for children, you know, so the pictures are all of children and everything's of children. And and it came to this one where it's trying to teach you what Abba means and what Bo means. Bo means come. And so you see this, this little picture, and, and it's of a little boy, and he sees his father coming home, and the boy cries out, you know, Abba, Bo, you know, father comes, you know, and so that, that's the daddy comes. And so then the teacher says to me, you know, okay, now you say it. And, and, if, and if you said, you know, you look at this picture, the little kid is so excited, his father's coming home, he's going, Abba, Bo. And so the teacher says, now say it. And if you sit there, and you, which I did, <laughs> you sit, and I read that, and you go, Abba Bo. <laughs> she said, she, come around, she, goes, she, goes, she says, what's the matter with you? <laughs> she says, what's the matter with you? She says, 
You say, that, is that the way the picture is? You think a little kid says, Abba Bo. You know, the kids go, I'm a bow. You know, he's so excited. He's going, I'm a bow. And he says, says, Father comes, Father's coming home, Father's home. Oh, excitement. That's the meaning and the picture behind the term Abba. And so we ask that's a challenge to us. When we say that, I say, Can each of us really say that? When we open up our Bibles and open up our Bibles in the morning, we say, Abba, bow. And we say, Can we say, Father's coming? Father's coming. He's going to speak to me now. We come to church. We're here, we're here in church with singing, praying, listening. No, hope we're listening. Teaching, preaching. Can we, and we get a sense of, of God's presence. Can we say with excitement, that little boy, Abba, God's coming. Father's coming. Abraham believed in the person of the Lord. He trusted in him. He believed in the character of of the Lord. He knew the character of the Lord. We've already seen that in Genesis chapter 18 when he just said, I know your character. That'd be far from thee, Genesis 18, 25, for thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. No, he says, that the righteous be as the wicked, far from thee. You know, what would Paul say? God forbid. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? He knew the character of the Lord. Abraham trusted the Lord. And so we've been following Abraham. We've been seeing a man who's been going on this journey, and it's painful for us. We're sitting in the grandstands. We're watching Abraham and as we've been saying this, and we want to yell down. Sometimes we say, no, no, don't do that. You know, we want to do that. But it's been painful. But we're, we're, we're not just really looking at a man from one side who's falling and stumbling all of his way through life. Because there's one message, and it's particularly emphasized if in no other place in this chapter of Genesis 20. And it's really the message of God to the rescue. That's the message. That's the great point. And and that's what we're saying. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 3, in verse 3 in our chapter here, where it says, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. You know, it's as if we're going along and Abraham does this, he says, this is my sister, and Sarah says this, she says, this is my brother, and then it's, everything is, head, this movie is going for a disaster. This is not going to have a good ending, this movie. And then God steps in and he says, stop the movie. Here comes God. And we've seen this happen in the past, and we see it especially here in this verse. So from verse 2, we've seen Abraham say again these horrible words. She's my sister, hard words for us to read. And, and we want to jump in, like we said. But Abraham's statement, we see a man who has failed. We see a man who is ashamed over it. But in verse 3, the great part about Abraham is the, is the God side. Abraham's life with God. And God helped Abraham. So in verse 3, we can see God saying to Abraham, Step aside, Abraham, and I will help you. That's the message. Abraham needed God's help. That's the message of the first two verses. And I hope that we are used to praying that one simple prayer. Help me. Help me, Lord. Lord, help. That was in Psalm 12.1. Help, Lord. Very simple. Matthew 15.25, when we already read this, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Mark 9.24, straightway the father of the child cried out with tears. And he says, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. See, our confession as we move through life is we say, what is it about your life? Very simple. My life is summed up in Psalm 121.2. We say, my help 
cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. That Lord, the one who made heaven and earth. In Psalm 124, 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. What's that name? The Lord Jesus Christ. All things were made by him, John 1, 3. Without him was not anything made that was made. That name is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Great help we have from that name. One of the areas that you and I especially need help in is described for us in Romans 8.26 where it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth, or helps, helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, what exactly does that mean? The area that we need much help in is in the area of prayer. Now, what exactly does that mean? The Greek word that's used there, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce because it's 17 letters. <laughs> but I'll just tell you it starts with an A and it ends with an I. So you could go try to pronounce it. But what's interesting about this Greek word is that it is the fusion of two words, two Greek words, which mean together or with and hold of, which has the meaning of working together. It doesn't have the meaning of one person stops and steps aside and the other takes over and does it all. It means that both persons are working alongside of each other, together. Both have grabbed a hold and both are pulling together. And that's the derivation of this word here when it says the the Spirit of God helpeth, that's the word, helpeth our infirmities. But this Greek word is so interesting because it's so rarely used in the Bible. As a matter of fact, this is the only place it's used in the Bible and one other place. And that other place where this word is used opens for us just a beautiful picture of the meaning of this word. And you'll never guess where that word is used. You'll never guess it. You won't believe it, where it's used. And it's in Luke chapter 10. Let me just explain a little bit of the background of Luke chapter 10, so you know this passage here. Here we have an all-of-a-sudden situation. All of a sudden, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming unannounced to the house of Lazarus. And his two sisters, Mary and Martha, are there. And there is this tremendous, unexpected crowd that's coming into the house. And hospitality just has to materialize immediately out of nowhere. Hey, Irene? (laughs) It has to just happen, you know. (laughs) And the pressure is great. And for all these people, we need food to eat. And we need drinks to drink. And we need towels for washing. And we need chairs to sit on. And there's just so many people that are coming unexpectedly. And what are we ever going to do? And Martha, in particular, is feeling the pressure. And she had only one person to help her, and that was Mary. But where's Mary? Well, Luke chapter 1039 tells us. I mean, here's Martha. She's fretting. She's thinking all the work she does. And she's thinking, where's Mary? Where's Mary? Well, here she is in verse 39, Luke 10, 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat. Oh, that was painful. Sat? Why are you sitting? You know, anyway. Sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And so she's sitting there thinking, this is not a time to sit in here. This is a time to stand and do, you know. (laughs) But then in verse 40, you see there where it says, 
But Martha was cumbered, it says cumbered, cumbered about, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Better, therefore, that she help me. Which, uh, I'm, there may have been some other words you know, that were said, too. You know? Tell her, get up and do. You know? The word for cumbered here is a unique word. It's only used one time in the Bible. It's only used here, just this one time. It's a very interesting word because it means, because this one I can't try to pronounce, paraspeo, paraspeo. Again, fusion of two words, paraspeo. Peri, para, peri, it means, like you would guess, around, like perimeter, you know, peri, all right? Periphery, you know, going around the city of Paris, for example. Peri, it goes around. Peri means it goes around. Okay. Sparrow means to drag. Right? So that's quite a picture. So Martha is saying, you know what I feel like? So I, she was cumbered about. She was being dragged all around, is what it means. She was being dragged. There was so much work to do that Martha felt that she was literally being dragged all around the house there trying to get it down trying to get it done. Number two, she needed help because she was alone, and she felt alone, and that's what she said to the Lord. She said, Lord, don't you care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she help me. And then, and then she said, she needed help, but she felt overwhelmed, and she felt the burden of this responsibility, and she just being dragged around means you don't even know where to begin. It's just like you put out one fire after another, just what do I got to do next? Because that same word, help, bitter that you help me, and it has all this meaning here and all this expanded uh, picture because of this scene in Lazarus' house, because that same word is used only one other place where it speaks about the Spirit helps our infirmities. Then in prayer, that gives us a great insight into how the Spirit of God helps us in prayer. When we feel like Martha that when we feel the perispero, when we feel like there's so much, I'm overwhelmed. You know, when we get, we get our, our bulletin here pretty soon, we'll have more people, uh, people to pray for. I've got to pray for these. Then I've got to pray for other people. And then I've got to pray for the country. And can I remember all the congressmen and the president? What was his daughter's name again? And I mean, you know, when all these things just come in like a flood and we feel like we're being dragged around, the Holy Spirit comes in and he helps us by praying with us. Not in place of us, but with us, saying, okay. The Holy Spirit says, okay, let's not let the wheels come off your, your bus. You know? I'm here to help you. I'm going to help you in prayer. And we, feel like, we feel like Martha. We say, I don't know where to begin. The Holy Spirit says, okay, we just start. You just start praying. I'll pray with you. I'll guide you. Just start. We feel like she says, I've got so much responsibility. The Holy Spirit says, okay, I'm right here with you. I'll take the responsibility with you. Let's just go forward. I feel like I'm all alone. I'm all alone. See, that was the other meaning. Lord, she left me all alone. You're, the Holy Spirit says, you're not alone. When you sit down and pray or you kneel in prayer, I'm with you. You're not alone. We're doing this together. We have to see ourselves as people who are in need of help. That's our greatest need. See, that was the problem with the Laodicean church. When they said, I have need of nothing, in Revelation 3, what they were saying was, I don't need help. And that's a terrible position to be in. So it's very important that we see we need help. You know, God instilled this into man at the creation because it's so interesting because God, the first thing God recognized about man after he created him was a need. 
That was the first thing he said in Genesis 2.18, where he said, And the Lord said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a what? A what? A boat? Uh, help me, right? <laughs> so make a boat, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's like uh, I remember. I think I remember seeing a boat down at the in San Diego Bay one time with the name of Dearly Beloved or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> no, not a, okay. I don't know why I heard boat. Doesn't matter. But no, I'll make a help. I'll make a help that is appropriate for him. So God looks on man and He says, "You know what I see? I see a man who needs help." Not just in a wife, but help from God. I see a person who needs help. And that was, that's how we need to view ourselves, as those who need help. God forbid that we should ever degrade to the place of saying, I don't need God. I have need of nothing. That was Jacob's blessing on Joseph's head, on Jacob's deathbed. When Jacob was a dying, and he was there in the last, second to last chapter of Genesis, in Genesis 49, 25. And he came to, to Joseph. He said, you know the, the sterling characteristic of Joseph? He said, he said in Genesis 49, 25, Even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee? Who has helped thee, Joseph? Who is helping you, Joseph? Who shall help you, jo- Joseph? And by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings above, and so forth. See, there, there was the great commander and chief of Israel's army at one time, Asaph. And they were being threatened, the armies were being threatened with being absolutely annihilated by their enemies. And Jacob then, I mean not Jacob, Asa then as the commander-in-chief, like George Washington in the picture of him on his knees praying, the commander-in-chief at that time, Asa, he lifts up his, his voice where he could be heard in 2 Chronicles 14.11, where we read, and Asa cried unto the Lord his God, and here's what he said, and said, Lord, it's nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we rest on thee, and thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let not man prevail against us. One word, help. That was the word that Hezekiah used to keep a mutiny from happening, from keeping his own people from running out and surrendering to the 200,000 men who had besieged in Jerusalem. And he lifted up his voice in 2 Chronicles 32.8. 2 Chronicles 32.8, where Hezekiah said, With him, an arm of flesh. But with us, the Lord our God, to help us and to fight our battle. See, that's what the enemies of God, that's what the enemies of the people of God use to discourage the people of God. They say the words in Psalm 3.2, Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. See, that, and that's what we use to encourage ourselves in Psalm 46.1. When we're discouraged, when we're depressed, when we're down in the dumps, then that's the time to say the words of David from Psalm 46.1. God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's what makes us happy. From Psalm 146.5, Psalm 146.5, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Our greatest help, two areas that we need especially help in, not not only prayer, but Isaiah 41.10, it shows us two areas in particular, where it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. 
I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Two things we need. We need strength and we need support or encouragement. Strength, support, or encouragement. And from his words, I am with thee, and the meaning of this pulling together word, this help word, which was about uh, a bitter that she helped me, work together with me. The Spirit of God works together with us. From that comes the meaning of, I am with you. See, those are the words that God says to us to lift us out. Like in, in Isaiah 41.13, Isaiah 41.13, 41.13 says, For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. That's the message from God. That's the message that takes away our fear is that I will help you. It's also the message that takes away our confusion. Because in Isaiah 50, verse 7, it says, For the Lord will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded or confused. I won't be confused because God will help me. And it's the single word prayer that's so necessary for us. Lord, help. Help. Single word prayer. It's the, it's the prayer that I, I, I pray as I prepare these lessons for you. Lord, help me. I don't know what to say. I feel like Samson. I feel like Samson with his eyes bored out. You know? in, in Judges 16.28, he had his last prayer. He says, it says in Judges 16.28, Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. Strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this once, O God, that I may be once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. I don't feel quite that way, but sometimes. <laughs> it was the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ from the cross. From the cross, this was his prayer in Psalm 22. Twice he says this, Psalm twenty-two, eleven: Be not far from me, for trouble is near, there's none to help. And then in Psalm twenty-two nineteen: But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. See, this is the shining characteristic, as we've said before, of Israel is that there's the grip. And the grip said, I need help. That was the message of the grip. And that was the characteristic. And God calls to Israel. And he says in Isaiah 41, 13, 41, 13, I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy hand, thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah, and then the next verse says, fear not, thou worm, Jacob, and you men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, thy, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, he's going to help us by holding our hand. He's going to help us by becoming our Redeemer. That's great help. And that's what makes Israel so different. And that's, this is what we call out to the Jewish people. We say to the Jewish people the words of Psalm 115.9, O oh, Israel, Trust thou in the Lord. He is your help and shield. He is their help and shield. This is what God, we call this out. God calls it out in Hosea 13.9 when he says, O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. That's the message of Genesis 20 here, when we're studying here. This is an Abraham who needed the help of God. This is an Abraham who was helped by God. And what if there was no verse 3? What if there was no verse 3 in Genesis chapter 20? 
What if there was no, verse 3, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman shall take this man's wife. What if Abraham just lost it all? Because that's what happened. He lost it all. It was all his fault. It was all Abraham's fault. He lost the pleasure of God because he sinned and he lied. And he, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, and Abraham did. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program today. Now, if you enjoy our Bible teaching radio program with Tom Cantor, we'd like your support. We need your support to continue this Bible teaching radio program on your station in your city right now. Now, you can support us monthly or a one-time donation by calling us at 800-247-3051. Now, to encourage you to support us, we've got Tom Cantor's 18-day Calvary CPR book. It's conversational prayer reading, or as Tom Cantor calls it, Bible breathing. And this wonderful book will tell you how to inhale the scriptures and exhale a prayer to God based on that scripture. It's a wonderful thing that you can do in your relationship and friendship with God. Now, this book is available as our resource of the month for your support of the Friendship with God radio program. And so for a donation of $10 or more, we'll send you this book, Calvary 18 Days CPR, Conversational Prayer Reading from Tom Cantor. It's yours for your support to the Friendship with God radio program. Call us now at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051 or friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. Now you can also find many of Tom Cantor's resources available online at friendshipwithgod.org. And you can donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow.